WSLstore.com is powered by Shopify. We love the analytics we can check on the go. A lot of us are addicted to checking the Shopify app on our phones. We also love the automations and marketing integrations with our social and YouTube channels. It has incredible features to help us manage our global audience, including international taxation support and great shipping optionality. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're auctioning autographed apparel or selling sleek skis, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the US, and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's extensive help resources are there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash lineup, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash lineup now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash lineup. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Lineup with Dave Prodan. I'm Dave Prodan, and this is episode 116. The Bolito Pro, presented by O'Neill, the third of the eight-stop 2022 WSL Challenger Series, is underway in South Africa, featuring an international field of challengers looking to secure a spot on next year's Elite WSL Championship Tour. The event is streaming live at worldsurfleague.com and the WSL app. Do not miss it. All right, we are back. Episode 116. Today's guest is someone who is undoubtedly at the vanguard of big wave surfing in 2022, and he's only 26 years young. A contemporary of the Brazilian storm that has all but taken over championship tour surfing over the past couple of years, he's managed to cleave his own path of dominance in the big wave arena, becoming a standout performer everywhere from Nazare to Piahi, Mavericks, Porto Escondido, Chopu, and beyond. Toe surfing, paddle surfing, he is hungry and he's made a major impact in recent seasons. He also happens to be one of the stars of the soon-to-be-released Red Bull series Why We Go, releasing on Red Bull TV in just a couple of weeks. We talk about all this and more. Please enjoy the lineups conversation with Sakurema's Lucas Chianka. 
The good old clap, take one. That's right. How many of you knew what you wanted to be when you were seven years old? I did. I wanted to be world champion. Hey, is there honesty involved in this podcast? Can we be honest? You can shut your fucking lips. And then I'll just say, put them up once. Let's go. He's like, you look too pretty on the wave. Get ugly. We can talk about DMT if you want. your <laughs> boxing. All right. We have the winner of the 2021 Nazare Toe Surfing Challenge alongside teammate Kailani, the winner of the 2018 WSL Big Wave Awards Male Performer of the Year, essentially a standout surfer anywhere in the world where conditions get serious, from Nazare to Mavericks, Piahi, Puerto Escondido, Chopu, and beyond, unquestionably one of the rising stars in the big wave surfing world. We have Lucas Chumbo Chianka. Thanks so much for coming on the lineup today, Lucas. Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for the invite. I'm super stoked to be here. What a start. Uh, you guys just make me just don't have words to say thank you for all the words. I'm super stoked. This year was uh, pretty much an amazing year of my life. And because just becoming that. So, yeah, I'm just on the happiest year of my life for sure. Congratulations. A little boy, little girl. What would you have? I just had my little girl, first daughter, and was super close of Kai. So we are living the same moment, super close. And it's just so funny because we are like, just send me some message. Hey, oh, it's kind of hard. Oh, it's so good. And it's so much love and just make us to do better and better now. That's very cool. We So we what you're saying is potentially we may have the world's first second generation tow team with your daughter and Kai's daughter. It might be that might be the most radical tow team in the history of humanity. We just talking about that. Imagine he has two daughters, so he has the safety and one surfer and then I have one daughter so they can sweep and then we can do the safety too <laughs> and then it will be a tough team too but I don't know it's just the beginning and I, I just want to make my daughter happy on the way she wants and for sure if she loves big waves it will be easier <laughs> <laughs> she is she's in good shape you guys have it all worked out that's pretty good well where are you today what what's been going on with you you know we're recording this at the the end of june you know where is lucas chianka in the world today and, and what have you been getting up to yes after the big contest at my hometown sakurama we just had one of the best events i ever seen my whole life and such a perfect day in Sakurama. I'm super stoked to see my, my city leaving that, taking that surfing breath. And, and it's so good to see everybody just like pushing the level and going so far. Felipe was insane. Congrats, Felipe. You were the best. And you were on the good way to hit your goal this year for sure. And I, I was super stoked to see every Brazilian just like feeling that energy in the, in the beach and feeling that energy in the, in my city. So yeah, super stoked to say welcome to everybody there. And after that, I just was with family at home and I, I had a regional professional contest here in Brazil. So I just moved it a little bit more to the like, one hour from my house, one hour and a half, and just came to do a couple hits because 
when I became a big wave surfer, I for sure I'm doing less heat than I was doing in the QS. So it's always good to be on the jersey, always good to be doing heats, whatever, what type the conditions, whatever, how big is the waves. It's always good to just like putting heats on the on the timeline. Yeah, and, that, and that's something that it's not that uncommon with big wave surfers to have gotten their start surfing, not big waves, you know, or being competitive surfers. But you yourself, you, you competed, you know, in shortboard surfing for a long time. Your brother, Zhao, was actually on the championship tour for a good portion of the year and really became a fan favorite is an incredible surfer, very, very good in critical waves, not unlike yourself. And he actually had a pretty good run in Rio as well. He, he came up just a little bit short to Ethan Ewing, but still surfing at such a high level. In terms of your own surfing, you know, doing regional events, doing qualifying series events, looking at something like the championship tour, is that something that would still interest you right now, now that you've sort of established yourself in the big wave arena? Actually, um, I love what I'm doing on the big wave, uh, on my big wave career. And I miss for sure the the competition and that pressure, like going a couple more contests during the year, like before the season. But for sure, that's my hard point. on When uh, it's on for a big swell, whatever it is i go so i don't want to have that much like oh i need to go on this contest and i cannot go to this well so no please i need to go on the on this well that's my first choice for sure that makes sense but i love to do competition and i love to challenge myself i'm just seeing the surfing level going so far and you talked about my brother, but my brother it is my biggest idol right now for sure. The surfing what he's putting on the game is just like the best I ever seen he's doing. And for sure it's unbelievable. Every time I talk about this, I'm just like I get so proud because I just watch it whole life him training so much for that. And now he just like become like one of the best and just like doing the best battles I ever seen in my whole life with the biggest one of the biggest guys ever, which is John. And that heat at pipe, that that heat at bells was just like something what we felt in our heart. And he put the best surfing he for sure. And it was just little mistakes. And he is one of my idols now because I just want to follow his surfing. I'm trying hard to get something from that. But for sure, on my, I'm so proud of this moment of our family. And we are just living the dream right now, for sure. Me on the big wave surfing on my life and him on his career on the CT. Okay, it was short, but he showed everyone how good he, he is. And I pretty sure he's gonna be back this year or i don't know i'm pretty sure he's gonna be back this year that's my that's my i put all my money on that <laughs> <laughs> i like it and it, i i think you're right if, if uh, i think he will be back at the elite level very very soon yeah on the topic of competition the 2022 red bull big wave awards are going to announce its winners in a little over a week a couple days after this episode airs on july 7th 
And there's $350,000 up for grabs across this year's three categories. And you were the only surfer nominated for an award in all three categories, right of the year, biggest toe, biggest paddle. All of your nominations came from, from Nazare. But in terms of how you've been building out your early but already very, very impressive career as an all-around big wave surfer, an all-around kind of performer, it must feel really validating to be nominated across all three categories as opposed to just specializing in one or the other. For sure, for sure. Just like one of the the moments what I most wait in the year, uh, every year, uh, every season, I put all my surfing and all my mind on that. And I just like, I'm 24-7 for every swell. Okay, shows more Nazare because I spend more time in Nazare. But last year was kind of, we missed it. We didn't have that much chance at Jaws and Mavericks was good, but not that good. So we had a couple huge swells at Nazare, which was one of the biggest ones I ever see. And I put all my game on that. And for sure, Nazare, it, it is one of, it is my second house, one of the places I most have, like the same feeling what I have at home, you know, and. When I'm there, I just feel comfortable to do the bass and like ride the the, wa the wave like with the bass line or trying some airs or putting just like airs, turns and barrel on the same line. So that's my goal to be the uh, is to be the best there. It is to do my best surfing out there and. For sure, Nazare gave me so much on my career. So Nazare is like a mom for me. And I'm just so glad to, to be her son. And I'm super stoked to this year to be in three categories because that's my biggest goal. And okay, I really want to win. But I'm already super stoked to be in, on the three categories. And I just missing the performance of the year because that one of the biggest goals for me too because it is one of the categories what I, what shows everyone the true big wave surfer which goes for everywhere, every swell and trying always to do the best performance in every swell. Yeah, I miss that, but for sure, super stoked on to be a contender on the three ones. I feel like um, even though that award you mentioned, the performer of the year is absent, I think by virtue of you being nominated, the only surfer nominated in all three categories, you kind of win de facto. Like, yeah, I think that's probably a pretty good argument. But but in terms of your your nominated rides, while, while all happening at Nazare, as you pointed out, actually occurred on three different days. You know, your biggest toe nominee uh, nominated ride happened on January 8th, the biggest paddling ride, January 12th, and then the ride of the year, February 25th. Do you remember each of the nominated rides? And if so, can you can you describe them? Like, and what the, the kind of points of difference would be between them? Yes, for sure. Those waves were so, so like big and so scary on the same time. And like, I, I was just feeling like, this is the time what I need to put all my surf on the game. Because I just want to survive, <laughs> so let's do this. And on on like on my ride of the year, that that ride that was insane. Like when I faded a little bit deeper, 
And then I knew that the wave's gonna bowling. I said, okay, I'm gonna go all the way to the bottom and make this wave looks huge. And then when I got in the bottom, I saw two steps coming. Two, no, I saw a couple more steps. But I just, like I said, those two big ones, I'm gonna do the two jumps. And then when I did the, the bottom turn, I just like jumped forward, landed and jumped forward again and landed. When I landed the second one, I said, okay, I make it. But then I got exposed by the white water. And I don't know how my board keep it on my foot. And then I, I just like made it through. And I was like, how so? That was insane. That was like something what I just like, okay, I'm going to get really pounded right now. And now it's my time. And then I just like made it out. And that was like one of the best rides of my life for sure. I didn't do any air. I didn't. Okay. I did the bottom turn air, but I didn't do any maneuver. But that, that ride was like such a huge wave. And I my, the position where I put myself was so deep. So, okay, I, I made it. I don't know how, but I made it. <laughs> and that was super special for me. I just want to say thank you, Alemão de Marizias, who put me on that wave and made my life way easier because he was right there when I, when I made that wave. For sure, it's so good to see this wave being right off the year because that moment it was like one of one of the hardest moments of my life in the big wave surfing career but yeah let's see how it goes now <laughs> and when when rides like that happen you know in the moment do you have any idea that that they may be in the running for awards or, or is it more something that becomes apparent once you see the footage? I'd imagine there's a lot going on like in the lineup and adrenaline and everything, but I'm wondering if in the moment you're like, that was a special ride that, that might, that might win something. Or is it something where it's like at the end of the day, I'm looking at the footage and thinking like, wow, that, that was huge. Yes. I think it's more on the end of the day because in the water, I just don't want to think of like, I don't want to think about words. I don't want to think mm. about nothing. I just want to think about, I want to get the biggest one. I want to make my team get the biggest waves and I want to make everybody safe. And let's do this because on the end of the day, if we do our job a hundred percent good, we're going to get those waves. So for sure, we're going to make those rides and, that's my goal, always to get ready, put my my team on a good wave, save my save my team whenever they need, and to to them to put me on the best waves too, on the biggest ones. And on the on the end of the day, we watch those footings and we know <laughs> for sure what is going, what is not going. But yeah, it's such a special moment. Nazare, just like one of the best places for me for sure. In terms of uh, your fellow nominees ac across the categories, you know, you're up against the likes of Billy Kemper, Francisco Porcella, Mikey Brennan, Pedro Scooby, Jean Macedo, Mason Barnes, Nico Von Rupp, Ben Andrews, Jamie Mitchell, and Pedro Calado. It it's a mixed bag of contenders. And I'm curious from your perspective, how many of them would you say are your current kind of contemporaries in the big wave arena compared to others who are maybe a generation older than you that you looked up to when you were younger? Or is it all just kind of a mix for you? Like, for sure, Joe Macedo is one of the guys what I watched my whole life when I was a kid. 
there's many guys, but I think like on this this year we watch a lot the new generation coming too. Like the new generation, no, but my generation there. I'm a little bit younger of those guys, but for sure, uh, they I watched them uh, for three years, and then I I hit my goal. I got in the big wave too, and then it was just like good to to see like everybody together changing like ideas. I love Billy. Billy is one of my favorite big wave surfers in the world. I love the way he approaches the waves and I love the way he surfs. And Kai is one of my best friends, one of my brothers and one of the best big wave surfers and surfers I ever seen in my whole life. And what he brings from, from every sport, what he does, it is totally like what we need for raising the bar so far. So Kai is always bringing new new things and new boards and new new equipments and new maneuvers. Yeah, those 360 years at Nazareth, Kai started doing that. And I just like, okay, I need to do that. And then I just work on that. For sure, Francesco is one of my good friends too. He is one of the guys who was searching the right-handed backside barrel at Jaws. And this year he got that goal. He made it. That was an insane wave. That was a super good wave, man, for sure. It is just hard. Nick Van Hoop too is always right there in Nazareth, always searching the biggest waves. He was doing team up with me on the on the February swell and on the Nazareth comp comp too. We 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 won the last one and it was such a good connection. He always looking for the biggest one. He knows the bowl in Nazareth, so that's what we need. And I love the, to see like how everybody's pushing the bar. Like after the pandemic, everybody's going more on your on your way where you want to go. Francesco is is in Maui. Billy is in Maui. I was in more in Nazareth, and everybody's just like looking for your goals. Like we don't have that much contest now, but for sure everybody's working twenty four seven to hit your goals every year. That's pretty exciting stuff. So good luck to you uh, with the awards announcement. But that's actually a perfect segue because on the topic of excitement, you are one of the stars in the upcoming Red Bull Big Wave content series, Why We Go, which uh, I was able to watch in advance of this podcast, and it is so cool. It's a six-episode series. It profiles surfers like yourself, Ian Walsh, Nacho Gonzalez, Gabriel Villaran, and, and, and others, kind of from my understanding, like over the past couple of years during the pandemic. And it it not only gives us insight into what it was like to navigate the challenges of the pandemic, but it gave us an awesome behind the scenes look into the lives and psychology of people like yourself who dedicate your lives to chasing big waves around the world. You know, from your perspective, how did this project come about and, and what was it like for you to work on it over the past couple of years? Like for sure, it's always a dream to work on a series like that. And I just like was doing my, my life I just was doing my stuff and for sure with the pandemic was super tough to go anywhere in the world was a tough moment for all the world. And I felt 
that, but I'm always the guy who wants to go in every big swell. So sometimes just happens for me and God just make happens for me. And for sure on the pandemic, it's, I think that the series, the name of the series say, what are you guys going to see? So we're trying to show everyone like the true moments, what we have inside the house, what we have in our normal days. And for sure, a lot of surfing, a lot of good stuff, but shows to how tough was the pandemic and how tough was to do the strike missions and how, how many papers we need to have to go anywhere in the world. So I had a couple of special moments on those series and Tahiti was one of the the most specials for me and for sure that swell God makes me to be there because if WCL and WCL too and if WCL don't call me don't invite me to the trials I didn't have the letter to get in Tahiti mm -hmm. and I cannot be there for that huge swell which was last year and that was the one that was the best day of surfing in my whole life and that that day was so special for me and I felt so grateful so thankful to be there to be able to be there like that a whole plan I made it on the quarantine I did like 12 days on the last day I I came out from the quarantine boom Tahiti and then I received an The notice was like no trials, no contests, and I was like, "Bun, okay." But then I look at the charts. I said, "Bun, okay, is the best place <laughs> to be uh, in the world for a big wave surf." And I'm just here because this invite, and for sure, I was so glad to be there. That day was so special. I want to say thank you, Haimana, to put me on the best waves of my life. Thank you, Justin Dupont and Fred Davi which was there doing safety for me. Justine told me to, I told Justine, it's always good to be her with her because she's like a sister for me. She's the best big wave surfer in the world for sure for me. She, what she does, it is a high level bar. I just love to be in the water with her because she's putting all her surfing on the game. She always wants to, to grow fast and she always wants more and more. So... Justine is one of my my idols too and one one sister for me for sure. So Tahiti was special and I was super grateful to be there. I think my daughter came from Tahiti because first day I arrived in California, my daughter came. <laughs> <laughs> so it was too many too many barrels. There you go. There's so many uh, incredible moments throughout the series. And, and one thing that struck me in watching it is um, how much I feel like it overlaps. There, there's so much overlap between the big wave surfing community and, you know, the rock climbing community. And, and certainly through films and documentary series, whether it's, you know, Nims Die Perja or Lynn Hill, Tommy Caldwell, Alex Honnold, you know, they all similar to, to you and your, your contemporaries. They all dedicate their lives to these pursuits of human achievement, but so much, so much of their careers has to do 
with the preparation and the moments in between the actual climbing or the actual riding of waves. Is, is that something that you'd agree with just where so much of your energy goes into being ready, whether it's physical training or equipment prep or, or whatever? Yes, for sure. For sure. You guys going to watch all the preparation for the winter of big wave surfing. And it is a tough part because it is like I have, I'm trying always to do strike missions during the, the year, like the South Hemisphere. So whenever I'm in Brazil, I'm training, I'm doing the best I can in the gym, like the most I can physiotherapy, prepare myself, like trying to don't have any part of my body, which is like less strong, a little bit more painful. So I'm always trying to be with my body 100% ready. And that I learned with my coach, Carlos Bulli. He was one of my biggest mentors. And he just, like, built up my mind again. Like, I was a good surfer with a lot of talent and with a huge love for big waves. But I was like, where I go? And then when Bulli, Bulli came to me, he just like, okay, let's go together and let's go in this way. So that's how I reach big wave, the big wave tour. That's how I reach the my goals, and for sure, that's how I build up my mind to be a better big wave surfer, a better athlete, and for sure, a better human being. Awesome. Well, it's a super, it's a super, uh, like it, amazing kind of in depth look at what people like yourself go through in terms of chasing the biggest waves on the planet on a year to year basis. So everyone, uh, make sure you go and check out why we go by uh, Red Bull media house on Red Bull TV. As soon as it drops, we're going to be uh, taking a quick break right now to get a word in from our sponsors. But when we come back, we're going to learn a little bit more about Lucas Chumbo, where you come from and what your influences were growing up. We'll be right back. WSLstore.com is powered by Shopify. We love the analytics we can check on the go. A lot of us are addicted to checking the Shopify app on our phones. We also love the automations and marketing integrations with our social and YouTube channels. It has incredible features to help us manage our global audience, including international taxation support and great shipping optionality. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're auctioning autographed apparel or selling sleek skis, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the US, and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's extensive help resources are there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. 
Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash lineup, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash lineup now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash lineup. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. So we spent the first segment talking a lot about where you come from, but you were, were you born in, and raised in Sacramento or did you, were you born somewhere else and then moved there later? Yes, actually I don't born in Sacramento because Sacramento didn't have a hospital in that, that time. <laughs> but I born on the city of the side, which it calls Cabo Frio. It's like 30 minutes from, my, from Sacramento. But I, I, I raised in Sacramento. I, like, I surf every, my whole life at Sacramento. And I just like, for sure, I learned how to surf bigger waves at Sacramento because it is a powerful wave. It is a strong beach break. And when it gets big, it is really tough. So I have the best place to born in Brazil for sure. And I'm super proud to be a Sacramento guy. You know, we just saw a little look into what Sakurama looks like when the circus is there, when the championship tour is there. But when it's not there, can you describe for the listeners what the town is like? Is it really, really quiet? Is it a fishing village? Is it a surfing hotbed? Like, what is it like when the tour is not in town there? Yes, when we don't have the tour, we don't have that much people for sure. And you can see it is a small city. It is grow- It's growing for sure, but it is a small city fishermen's like good food good reception everybody so has so much love to give and, and it is really everybody is really warm so i like i like how everybody just like hugs everybody like everyone who comes to not to sakurama and i think sakurama just remember nazareth just remember me so much sakurama that's why i get so comfortable and so it's so good to be there in Nazareth because it's like the the place where I get more close at my hometown and Sakurama it is the mother of Sakurama it is Nazareth which is like not same Nazareth from Portugal and I think that's why I have like so much that connection that's why sometimes I get so blessed too. <laughs> but <laughs> for sure, to be raised at, at Sakurama, it's a, it's an honor for me because I had a couple big guys what I watched my whole life, like Raoni Monteiro, mm. Leo Neves, Pedro Henrique, and my uncle, Ka- Marcos Monteiro. Marcos Monteiro is a big wave surfer. He won Punta Lobos back in the time. And he was the guy who showed me how to serve, how to approach a bigger wave, like how to approach a wave bigger than six foot, than 10 foot, bigger than 12, ride big boards, 
how you need to have that connection with the ocean and how we have to be grateful what ocean gives to us. So thank you, Marcos Monteiro. And Marcos was the guy who bring bully to my life. Bully, Marcos mm. met, uh, showed me bu to bully. And on this trip to Punta Lobos, Burley, I, I stayed with Burley because Marco was staying with his, his wife. And on that trip, Burley saw, my, saw me surfing and then that started to a little, he wants more to train me. And Marcus bring me on the, put me on, this, on the big wave scene. He bring me in the ocean and showed me how to have so much love and how to have that connection. And feel that energy for sure. It's interesting because, you know, Brazil as a whole doesn't really have, you know, a Nazare or a Piahi or a Mavericks. But where you're from in particular in Sacarema, it does seem like there are waves where even though it's not that big, there's still some some pretty intense slabs and maybe some other reef setups where if you do want to become a big wave surfer, you can ride your big wave boards and, and train out there and, and get ready for these other spots. Is that is that true? Yes, for sure. Sakurama, I can surf with the guns at Itauna when it's pretty big, like 10, 12 footers. It's just like a long glass or sometimes just like close, but mm. it is a 12 footer wave and it is tough to go outside. It is tough to be on the Kirin so all that, it is a training and it is a smaller version of Nazare. Uh, around Sakurama, we have so many spots and one of the best places in Rio 2 for me, it is Itacoatiara, Niterói. It is one so powerful wave, so much power on that wave. Sometimes I got, I just, oh, I just got back from Puerto or... Somewhere I just like got huge waves and then I went to Niterói, Taquatiara, and I got so pounded and I say, okay, I need to, I need to take care. I need to put a vest. I cannot do just like without vest. <laughs> it is like always tough there, but it is one of the best train, best trainings for Nazareth. And one of the beach, what I see the most like closer Similar uh, triangles, like similar current, similar lineup of Nazareth. So I love Itacoatiara and that place made my life for sure way easier to become a big wave surfer. And what about, you mentioned your uncle, uh, Marcos, but you know, your own family, what was it like growing up? Mom, dad, was, is Zhao your only sibling? Like what did they do for a living and, and how early did, did you get into the water and, and who got you surfing for the, uh, when you started? Yes, actually my dad, he was my idol. He is my hero. He brings me to this best life and has this best lifestyle ever. So thank you, Shumbão. Shumbão is the big lead. So we call him Shumbão. And <laughs> for sure, I'm just so, so grateful. It's so thankful to, to born on this family because everybody's from, it's from the ocean. Like my mom doesn't like that much, but she loves the, she loves to be there. She don't like that much to go surfing anymore. She, because she, she says, oh, that skills my hair, that's the this, that's the that, but okay. She loves to be out there with us. She always, she, she, she likes. 
And I learned with my dad with three years old. So I started back in the times I had my inflation vest on the, on the arms, like, like this, <laughs> like a kid. So yeah, my dad just put me on the board, on the surfboard and pushed me on the wave. And then when I, when he pushed me on the wave, my mom was waiting me on the sand just to hold me. And that's how it starts. So I'm so grateful to born in this family. My my dad was like the guy who most believed on us. My mom too. It was funny because my dad, he when I was 14, he bought a ski and then he we learned how to drive together. And actually we we had many pounders with that ski, so we learned that much. But my dad never wants me to to invest on me on big waves. He always was afraid. He always like, no, I do the, I put you on the QS, but I don't put you on a big swell. And then mm-hmm. I said, hey, dad, please trust me, trust me. And then he, no, no, no. So my mom, that was the moment what my mom believed on me and said, okay, I trust on you. I'm going to have a big fight with your dad, but I will get your ticket to Maverick. So go there, do whatever you want. Just be, you need to be back here for sure. And then I went to Mavericks with my uncle, Marcos Monteiro. And that was the day what I just believed on my big wave surfing. And I said, okay, I just want to do this for my whole life because I love to surf big waves. And this is the place where I feel most comfortable. And like, it is like, I, I never felt so much love in the water. Just like I was like, hey, I'm riding huge waves and it is. This is what I want to do. So when then Marcus showed me to Bully, then Bully showed me the big wave tour. Covid because I always want to be a big uh, world champion, but I hate the small waves. So I don't hate, but I get more nervous on the small waves. So when I get in the big wave, I'm super stoked. <laughs> and how old were you when you took that first trip to Mavericks? First time time in Mavericks, I was 18. 18. 18. Oof. Cold, yes. colder than Sakurama, big sharks, none of that bothered you? Yes. First time we got in the water, we saw a huge fin. Uh, <laughs> and then I, I said, uncle, uncle, did you see that? And then he said, don't look, just keep paddling because we're, we're going. <laughs> and then I said, okay, okay. <laughs> but for yeah. sure, for sure it is just like, I love the way it happens on my life because it made me just enjoy every every moment and like this my secret just to be happy and just do what i love so it just get big waves do the best performance and get better (laughs) it's interesting too just the way it sounds like i mean it almost sounds like i don't want to get spiritual here but like it sounds like you were destined to become a big wave rider just hearing about your experiences growing up even the the interesting connection between the the patron saint of Na- Sakurama being you know Mother Nazare and your connection to Nazare, but I mean just your I think you're 26 is that right Yes Yeah and so that's kind of right in that age range of the Brazilian storm whether it's Felipe Toledo I think he's 27 you know Medina's 28 so I'm sure that when you were competing on the QS or the junior series when you were younger, you were in and around this energy. But as you kind of highlighted, or seems like almost 
from the time you could surf, you wanted to surf bigger waves? Yes, actually, like, uh, for sure, I always wants to surf the, cont the contest, the QS. I always searched, like, Arica, El Gringo, which is was better for me. But mm. I'm the, like, I'm on the generation, one generation under Medina and Felipe. I mm. never competed that much with them, but because they always was like more in the QS and I was doing the, the juniors still. But for sure, it is, when they hit the CT and I was doing the big wave, and then I said, okay, the Brazilian storm is there, so I need to represent like them. So when I saw Gabes, when I saw Flippy, when I saw Italo, and I just said, okay, they are working to be the to be the best in the world. So I that's my go-to. So I want to work like that, and I want to make part of the Brazilian storm. Just on the on the big wave surfing, I want to make it happen. So me and Burdi and my family we worked twenty four seven for that. Mm. Last six years was like was the best years of my life and my career and I'm so I live in, I'm living like like a dream for me because going in every swell, going in every trip, just like getting the biggest waves in the world, that was a dream for me and I mean I didn't know how to get there but Bully put me on the way. My family believed believe on me and now it's just like I'm proud of myself but too, I'm watching my brother doing the same on the CT. I'm so proud of what he's doing. And that was like full of, I don't know, full, I don't know how, how can I say that, but I'm so happy. My energy of happiness, of level of love and of all the good feelings what we have was like full and so happy to live this moment now. You mentioned that you were a, a competitive person and, and big wave competitions, you know, for at least formal big wave competitions, even when there was like a, a multi-event tour, it wasn't a guarantee they'd always run. Like so many things have to come together to actually run an event. And when one gets called on, it's a scramble for everyone to get around the world to that spot to surf those waves. But I'd imagine that for someone like you, even when there's not, you know, the Nazare uh, toe surfing challenge or the Piaje challenge, any session in serious waves, I'd imagine that you still feel fairly competitive, even in a lineup trying to get, you know, the best waves you can. Is that, would you agree with that? Yes, actually, I don't see like a competitive, like in the lineup when it's mm. not a comp. I'm not that much. I'm more like the, I want to see everyone getting good waves. Okay, I want to get my bigger one, my bigger one, my big barrel, okay, my good wave, but I want to see everyone going good on that swell, everyone charged. And on the end of the day, by the images, we're going to know which one was <laughs> the best in the water. I don't know. I, I love big wave surfing because I love like how the community is like together. Sometimes it's just like more together, sometimes less, but it's just like we try to, to have that connection in the water to be like every huge swell to be in the water with your brothers, with the good surfers, with the guys who push the level. It's always good to be with Nathan, Florence, with Kailani, mm. with Billy. And, okay, so many guys, 
but it's always Calado too who pushed me so much in in Nazareth to paddle. It's always good to be in the water because they raise the bar, we go, and then we just like doing that battle. But it's not a battle. It's just like almost like I'm trying to help him because I'm pushing him, you know. And mm. then he pushed me to help me, you know. So we're just changing and we're just like making the the biggest stuff grow and go fast. That all makes sense to me. It makes a lot more sense to me in those paddling sessions, probably just because I have like a frame of reference where I'm like, yeah, I understand like etiquette out in the lineup when you're, you're um, paddling surfing. But the toe surfing, um, it feels like it's grown in such popularity, whether it's, you know, at Nazare or, you know, on, you know, toe swells at Chopu or in Piahi. It seems like there's more and more people doing it you know, waves are a finite resource. How does it work with your team of drivers and yourself and all the other teams out there in terms of deciding who goes on what wave and who gets priority? I mean, is there kind of an etiquette? Do you guys talk at the start of the day? Do you guys get angry if someone does something that's that's not cool? Like, like how, does that, how does that work? And I guess I'm curious, but I think a lot of listeners are curious too about, you know, how, how does that work? I think it's like, it's, um, I like to work on this way. Like I like to be always good with everyone and good and everyone's going to be good with me. So when I arrive in Tahiti, Tahiti locals are the, are the first. I'm the last one in the line, but whenever they say go for me, I'm going to go. And mm. then. When I arrive in Hawaii, we know the Hawaiian locals are the first. And whenever we can, we got our waves and they let us some waves. So it's always like that, you know. Portugal, I'm not from there, but it is like that too. Who is more there? Who is Who lives there? Who is Portuguese? Who is always there doing like doing all the season? putting all the time there and invest a lot. That's those guys who who has like some, who has not preference, but it's like they're waiting more, they are training more. They are, okay, there is some line in the water for sure. There are some mm-hmm. guys who doesn't respect, but mm-hmm. I, I don't know. On my, on my team, I always like, I always like to respect everyone. I always like to be respectful and because that's going to come back to me. So it's always like that. That makes a lot of sense. You've had so much success in, in a really, you're so young still, like such a short amount of time. Did it change for you when you started getting more support from your sponsors? Because one of the things that was really apparent in that Why We Go series is just how expensive it must be, right? You know, last minute flights and last minute accommodation. And and as we learn, it's it's the surfers themselves that are paying for the safety teams and the medical teams and all these things that are, there's no infrastructure built in where you guys are going. It just seems like it's a hugely expensive endeavor, which is why there's probably just really only a handful of you that can even afford to do it year in and year out. I'd imagine having sponsorship support, especially for you over the last few years where they've probably amplified that for you is probably changed your life in in a really positive way. Like for sure, for sure. My sponsor, it is like, it is a huge part who made my career so going so fast like this. And I'm just like so 
thankful to have them on my board and to have like Red Bull on my with me because it's like a family anywhere in the world I go and the gear, the equipment, so what they have around the world, that's make a huge difference for a big wave surfer. That's helps a lot on the last minute calls. For sure, it is a tough like word for the big wave because it's always last minute. It's always like the most expensive flights. It's always big boards, big, big case, heavy case or small toe boards, heavy, huge toe case. So it is like, it is tough, but on the same time, it's so, for me, it is the dream. You know, I always, I did that back in the times, like with no sponsor. So mm-hmm. now with the sponsor, it is my dream. I'm super thankful to have more of my doing the huge support for me around the world too. And to have Red Bull preparing like a big wave scene for his athletes for Red Bull athletes like Tahiti. We always have some support there with Haimana and Nazare. We have that base with Linu who take care of our skis. And we have like plenty of Red Bull skis there for like Brazil has shoe. Yeah. That's the, that's the way we are growing so fast because we are investing. We're putting like a hundred percent what what I win, I put back because I just like I know we will come back, you know. So as soon as I can, I will come back. I hope this big wave, this big wave awards come back. But mm-hmm. yeah, for sure, I'm so happy to to do this because I'm living my dream and to get what I I what I am right now. It is just like. It is okay. The the best word for me is like thankful because mm. it is the dream. You mentioned Carlos started bringing you around on on the big wave world tour um, or 2015, 2016. But in 2018, February, the Nazare challenge gets called on and Carlos had retired the previous year, but he, he competed in the event and it was actually his last um, big wave event. For you, you win the event in in probably one of the most stacked finals in history. You beat out Billy Kemper, Nacho Gonzalez, Kai Lenny, Grant Baker, uh, Nathan Florence. That must have been a, a, a life changing uh, result for you. Can you can you talk to us a little bit about that? Yes, for sure. Like when you talk, it's just like my hair is just like going up, and I almost cry. That event was one of the most special of my whole life. For sure, we didn't have huge waves on the final, but to be in the final with those guys on my second big wave event at Nazareth was my first one. So I knew on that time it was my time. And because I, I was the guy who most spent time in Nazareth and I was the guy who most Invest my time paddling Nazareth. And when I arrived in that final, I knew the wave was the waves wasn't that big. So I knew I had to do something different. So I was I got bullies board because it was lighter and looser 
easier to move than my board. And then I started to do some maneuvers on the final. At the final, I did one floater, which was like the biggest floater I ever did in my whole life on a gun. And that contest, uh, for sure, put me on the map. I think that contest was like the one of the most special for me, for sure. And to be on that final, to beat those guys, and to be like between those guys, in the podio and get the biggest trophy and hold up. <laughs> that was the dream come true. And that was just the start, you know. I just, when I felt that, I just say, I just said to me, I found the best version of surfing. And this is what I want to do of my whole life. So I found the best surfing of the best contest. Like, and this is what I want to do. So... I know, I know we had a tour back in the times. So we had that big trophy. We had the, the ranky. I hit couple, like I hit third, I hit fourth, I hit fifth. But yeah, I'm getting closer. So whenever Big Wave Tour is back, I'm here to, to be a world champion. And I'm training 24-7 for that. So a Big Wave Surfing Life, it is the guy who it is 365 days ready for that. So <laughs> let's do this. I love it. We got a couple more topics as well as some listener questions, but we're going to take one more break to get a word in from our sponsors. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Okay, so I'm going to start off um, our final segment with... Um a question I certainly have. I think a lot of people have. Does Lucas Chumbo get scared? Yes, for sure. Does Lucas Chumbo, it is one of the most scary guys. But when you see him bark in the war, it is because he's scary. <laughs> so it is like when the pressure from the afraid comes to me, I just like to heal that pressure out and just like to to laugh. So before the session, I like to make everybody laugh. And after, and in the session, the way I found to laugh in the water is barking. <laughs> That's good. So if we ever, if we're ever in the water and you start barking, I'm gonna get out of there because if you're scared, I don't. I don't want there to is a set right coming. <laughs> yeah, it's <that's> right. <laughs> you know, you, you you talked a little bit about using the non-strike mission times and the non-competitive times to get your body right. You know, you're a young man, you, you, you take it very seriously. I feel like surfers today and really athletes across all sports, 
know so much more about how to take care of their bodies at a young age, what to eat, flexibility training, you know, uh, strength training, and also mental training. Um, it sounds like for someone like yourself, like this, this occupies a huge amount of your time when you're not in the water. Yes, for sure. It is the, like when I'm out of the water, I need to be ready and I need to put all my training. Like when I, when I have time in Brazil, so I need to be there training a hundred percent there, maybe 200% there because I don't know when, when I'm going to leave again. I don't know when the ocean's going to call me. Yeah. Big wave surfing life. It is, you need to be 365 days ready in the year. So that's the way. And Burley teach me really well, like the way to take care of our body, not just like training, 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 but doing physiotherapy, doing yoga, uh, doing acupuncture, doing good things for the mind too, like Heiki. There is many things uh, Nakli can do just to preserve him and to to make his life in the sport way longer. So I watched Burley with 54 years old mm. and I say, I want to reach like that. I want to get there like that. I want to have that healthy. I want to have that energy. I want to be with 54 doing like Burley, you know. He spent six hours in the water driving a ski in Nazarene a huge day. Still, he spent like, he can surf huge waves still. So it's like he is one of my biggest idols and that's why I'm, just like he prepared my mind and I'm working on that to be the best. You know, whether it's the the big wave surfing community or the CT surfing community, certainly, you know, being a professional surfer as a career has changed a ton, kind of in a short amount of time. Like when I started at the, as the ASP, but, you know, 17 years ago, you know, there wasn't a lot of concentration on health and well-being necessarily. Like it was Oh, cool. Someone's getting paid. I'm getting paid to travel around the world. There's a lot of partying going on, you know, both in the big wave community and the CT surfing community. It seems like there's less of that now. But in terms of how hard you work, both on your body and your equipment and your mind, do you ever get to do you do you allow yourself to, you know, unwind or to, to party or to have a drink or any of that? I'm just curious. And it's and because I, I, it just feels so much different in a way that I think is actually really positive and healthy. But I am curious if, uh, if you have an off switch too. Yes, for sure. I have that switch off. And when I'm off, I'm really off. Like I don't want, sometimes I just like boards. I love you, but give me two days. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Just like to, to do something different. Just ride a, a bike with my dad. Just like do something different. You know, get out from the surfing bubble. It's good to like Sakurama. I don't know if you came already, but Sakurama, you can see what it is surfing. You know, we, we go in the comp. It is like the way, the moment where we are a hundred percent concentrate, focus on that. But after the comp, it's just like not, a, not who is in the comp. Okay. They are more focused and serious, but after the comp, who is out the comp, who is around the comp, is just like 
enjoying, having fun. It's just like celebrating the day, like celebrating the sunset. And that's the way to live. I think we need that sweet off. And I like that sweet off too. So we, when we turn an athlete, we really need to miss a lot of these moments in life. Mm. But for sure, when we, when the athlete has a chance, when he can, when it's good on his timeline for him, he can go just switch off a little bit and just go around. Makes sense. Aside from your brother, have any of the other uh, Brazilians on the championship tour ever reached out to you about surfing big waves or even critical waves like Chopu or, or Nazare? Have, have any of them come to you to talk just about, you know, equipment or how to train or how to approach wave riding from that standpoint? No, actually they are really good on the technique. So they, my tip <laughs> for, for them, it is like when you're paddling for chopper wave, don't think, just go. <laughs> I don't know. They are, it, I like to be in the water with them because I like to push. <laughs> I like to say, go, go, go. So it's always good. On my first scene in Tahiti, it was good to be in the water with Italo, Gabe's, because they are getting the perfect waves, doing the perfect dance. And I'm trying to get this, the toe waves at Chop. So it was like that moment. It is what I showed, like my approach, and they showed their approach of the CT. Yeah, I, I like to to see sometimes the... They don't ask, but I, I I know they watch sometimes, for sure. <laughs> you mentioned earlier on in the episode that uh, you and Kai are, are now new fathers. Do you think that changes the way you approach big wave surfing in terms of being, you know, safer or more calculated or, you know, which trips you choose to take? Do, and, I, and I guess it's new, but I'm curious if you guys, if you've thought about it yourself or if you've even talked about it uh, moving forward. Yes, actually, I went to Maui last month and was I was with Kai there. I talked about a little bit with him. It is different for sure. We have the little a little bit more wage, but it's not wage. It is more like I need to be ready to be back. You know, mm. I need to get ready. I need to get the a hundred percent, a thousand percent ready to be back. I want to go there. I want to do the best. I want to get the biggest one. I'm ready to get pounded, but I want to be more ready now. I just want to be more, more ready. And uh, Tahiti was the first trip after my daughter. I felt a little bit in the water. Sometimes I just like didn't want to go for every wave. I just like look at more. Okay, I'm on a good spot. I'm on a bigger wave. Okay, if I'm ready to go, I'm going. But if I think that that wave, I miss it already, you know? So, yeah. okay, we had that little bit, one second more thinking after my daughter born, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but it's interesting. Like, it, I, I like the way you put that, where it's it's not so much hesitation but more that i now have even extra motivation to be as prepared as possible right um, yes and it makes a lot of sense you know looking ahead at, at the rest of 2022 what are the things and and i guess sort of early 2023 what are the things that you're focusing on as a person you know um 
obviously fatherhood, but then, you know, uh, is it strike missions? Is it events? Is it, is it more content? Like, what are you working on over the course of the next, you know, eight to 10 months? Yes, actually, time to strike missions. I missed the Fiji Swell because I was with my daughter on a tough week. But yeah, my goals now is to be, to do strikes, to get a huge swell in Fiji. But if it's not in Fiji, I go Tahiti, I go Mexico. I hope I can get any Namibia or Dangerous. My goal is just to get some strikes down here before the season and get myself ready because this is a, I'm more motivated. Uh, I think this is give me more go for it. I just want to do more because I, I have like, uh, I have so much love now from my daughter. So I feel that inside and I feel now it's a good time for me to just reach my lines, reach my goals and do the best. I love it. So before we go, uh, we put some feelers out to the Instagram and Twitter communities at, at the lineup pod. We appreciate everyone's uh, feedback. And we've got a few questions from, uh, from many, many fans that were interested in asking you questions. The first one is from at Ryan Perry, who asks, do you get more of a personal thrill out of towing a big wave at Nazare or paddling into a big wave at Mavericks? <sighs> Tough question. <laughs> Actually... When it's a huge wave at Mavericks paddling, it is, it is more tough. But a tow wave, you have the ski, you have that like engine there giving you the pressure, give you like an easier way to go in, you know? But on a, when you're paddling, just you and your board and the ocean. Love it. Second question is from at Chadley Weber who asks, Guys like yourself and Gabriel, Italo, Felipe, and the other standouts, they are you are treated as superstars when you're in and out of the water in Brazil. Do you get that same treatment elsewhere, like in other countries? Uh, sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes, no. It's just like in Brazil, it is so much. So sometimes I think what we around the world is just like a little less. So we feel like it's way less because in Brazil, it is like everybody's so warm. Everybody just like gives so much energy to us to do, to represent Brazil. So yes, I feel, I feel around the world, it's a little less. <laughs> and the last question is from at uh, Fredo B. Immel, who asks, we currently have two Pupo brothers on the championship tour. When are we going to get two Chianca brothers on there? <laughs> I hope my brother can get back this year. And I would love to go Arica this year to do that QS 5000. So yeah, if I, if every, everything goes right, if the ocean let me go Arica, I will be there doing a QS and trying to get some points to, to see where, where we go. But I don't want to put that pressure on me because what I love is to compete on huge waves, on the big waves. But for sure, it is a dream to be on the championship tour. 
<laughs> but I think my brother is a better version than me, so he's ready for that. <laughs> I and I think you guys could dominate both spaces, you know, with your brother on the yes. CT and you in the big wave arena. I I love it. I love it. Well, thanks to everyone who wrote in uh, questions at, at the lineup pod. We're now down to our final segment, which is the lightning round. Sounds a lot scarier than it is. This is just 10 questions for you to answer as quickly as you can. Okay. If you could only have one board set up for the rest of your life, single fin, twin fin, thruster, quad, bonzer, or finless, which would you choose? Thruster. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Burrito or pizza? Pizza. Last book you read? Carlos Burler. Best surf film ever? Best surf film ever. Uh, Life of Kai. I love it. One wave you never have to go back to? Never go back? Oh my gosh. I don't know. Tough. <laughs> <laughs> so people get, people get stumped on this one. If you don't have an answer, that's okay. <laughs> okay, okay. I never go back. Too up north in Brazil, too small waves, too hard to surf. <laughs> but I like to go there. But not isn't isn't that where Carlos is from? He's from Recife, right? No, more up, more up. More oh, further up, than that. Last okay, waves. okay, okay. <laughs> last waves. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If you only get to surf one wave for the rest of your life, which would it be? Chops, for sure. Best person to share a lineup with? My brother. Worst person to share a lineup with? Holy. <laughs> uh, Sebastian. Sebastian Studer. <laughs> Last one. Finish this sentence. I will next achieve a state of happiness by... By getting the biggest wave in the world. I love it. Lucas Chianco, thank you so much for coming on the lineup. Congratulations on becoming a new father. Um, and congratulations on the Why We Go series. It's incredible, and we encourage all our listeners to check that out on Red Bull TV when it drops. Good luck this season, and we can't wait to see you uh, breaking more boundaries, man. It was a real pleasure to talk to you. Thank you so much, guys. It is a pleasure to be here. It is a dream to do this with you guys, and for sure, just hope the best for everyone and hope the best for this Big Wave Tour, this Big Wave Awards. And guys, go check why we go because it is a true story, a true surfing story, and it is behind the scenes. So I think you guys are going to love it. Awesome. Thanks, man. I really appreciate it. So that's it. That's the lineups conversation with Saparema's Lucas Chianca. I hope you enjoyed it. This episode is produced by Henry Beyer with art direction by Jason Penning, copywriting by Dan Willen, and additional support from Miguel Clemente. Thanks to them and thanks to our sponsors. We appreciate their support. The lineup acknowledges that it's recorded and produced on the ancestral lands of the Chumash, the Kumaye, and the Tamayo indigenous people. I hope you safely get some waves wherever you are, and we'll see you next Tuesday. <laughs>